these words, Lord, these were written by the psalmist reflecting upon their history, reflecting upon your creation and how they have fit into that and how you as a creator overall has chosen them as your beloved and you met them in their greatest challenges and you provide for them in their greatest needs. And Father, that moved them. So Father, as we come before you this morning, Lord, may we be moved in a fresh way by your faithfulness. Father, regardless of where we find ourselves this morning, what season of life that we are in, Father, may we be moved by your faithfulness as we look back and as we celebrate together as your sons and as your daughters because you are our Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday where we go back as part of the rhythm of what we do around here is we like to go back, we need to go back and rehearse that which God has been doing in our lives and in our families and as a community of faith because we don't live our lives interdependent or independent of others, we live our lives interdependent with one another, we want to celebrate that together. Um, part of the way in which we're going to celebrate is you're going to, we're going to give you the opportunity to share, but after each person shares, we're going to give, we're just going to rehearse that one more time, his faithful love endures forever, okay? As part of the rhythm and part of the memory of what he has been doing. But I wanted to go ahead and start for us this morning. Um, I've been waiting for three weeks to share this with you. So it's been on the front burner of my heart. But there were about three weeks ago, we, Kim and I, went to the pastors and wives retreat for our region and our district. We were up in Laconner, and part of what we did on Sunday night, or Saturday night, because I was coming back Sunday morning, they changed their schedule for me. I must be pretty special. Um, but what they did was we always celebrate with a time of communion where there's maybe six, seven couples that are there, and... As we have this time of communion, each couple, when they're ready, they go up and they celebrate communion together. And, you know, it can look like whatever you want it to look like. And as Kim and I walked up to this table and we took the elements and we started to pray, I became overwhelmed emotionally with... God's faithfulness to us, Kim and I and our kids as a, as a family. And I don't know what it was about that time that just kind of God says, you know, Martin, we're going to take this a little deep. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move you in a way that you're not normally moved and in a way that you can't just explain it as allergies. But I just said, as Kim and I were praying, I just said, man, Father, thank you for how you've saved me. And as I looked back, as I had a moment where I just reflected on that in the midst, and it was just a brief moment, I just saw my life from my childhood to the present and was overwhelmed with the trajectory, with the change, the transformation 
that has taken place in my life, in Kim's, um, with my kids. You know, you know how you have those brief moments where, where life flashes before your eyes? And I think of all the times that I wanted to be present with my kids, but I couldn't. I just wasn't emotionally available. Or all the times when I was emotionally available, but because of how they were acting, I was, it was the wrong emotion. You know, you just think, Lord, I don't want to screw up my kids. I really don't. But just seeing how, as men, that they have developed and come out, I just was overwhelmed with thankfulness for God, for what He has done in my family. Because apart from that, um, you know, we would have we would have something, a very different story to tell. There was one time my oldest, he was around 13, and just those years when it was especially difficult, when he loved to just press my bubble and poke it in any which way he could because he'd like to see the reaction. We were back in his bedroom, and I was sitting. I had him pinned to the bed because of what was going on. And he said, Dad, I'm going to tell everyone at church. I says, feel free to tell whomever you like. You know, it's those kinds of moments. But yet, in the midst of that, you know, I was overwhelmed with the man and the men that all three of my boys had become. I was overwhelmed with the sense of God's faithfulness to me and Kim right here, right now. Just with how God is changing my life, allowing me to grow deeper and deeper in His grace, which is not an easy process, but it is an empowered process. As He reveals things to me, He says, Martin, I want you to dive into this a little deeper. I want you to grow. I want you to develop. I want to develop you some more in this area. And I was overwhelmed with a sense of, Father... May whenever our family comes back together, because I live in a very fractured family, extended family, but may our nuclear family, you know, our nu- the nucleus of our family of me and Kim and Nathan and Wesley and Jeremy and their wives and one day wife for Wesley, um, you know, may they all come back together, even when Kim and I are gone. And just celebrate the work of Jesus in this family. You know, I can't control, I can't do anything about my extended family except love them. But I can cast a vision for this family right here, right now. And so I shared that with us, with them at our Thanksgiving. Uh, celebration uh, a week ago last Saturday, which is when we celebrated it. And uh, we just had a time of communion um, around those themes. It was just a really special time for us. But, you know, we all have things that we can be thankful for in life. As simple as being awestruck by creation, like in Psalm 136. Um, From something as simple as that to seeing, to to praising God for how He has met us in the most difficult circumstances. 
like Israel when they're standing before the Red Sea and Egypt's army was coming towards us and said, man, we're hosed. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're done. God met them just in time. So in preparation for our time this morning, there are three questions I want us to, you know, you can, you can choose, okay, how you would like to share the Lord's work in your life. You can, over the past year, you can say, I thank my father for... Or in the, at the present moment, I'm thankful that my father is doing right now in your life or in your family. Or over the next year, my hope and my prayer is this. This is something that you long for in your future. Um, and I would love for us to even be able to pray with you about that. Because we all have things that we long for, right? That we want our father to do. So, with that in mind, who would like to go first? I would like to provide a counterpoint to what Martin shared. If you know, Darlene and I, in our, our story, our two children are not walking with the Lord. And um, they grew up in the church, and they grew up um, knowing Jesus, and but, but presently they're not. And... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I spent the day with my son, and we often go out and we go mushroom hunting together, and we have a great time. We're good friends, and we have, we had a, we have a great time together, but he knows how to push my buttons, or, and he tries to <laughs> many times, but um, he spent much of that time um, sharing with me kind of his evolving philosophy of life, which I think was designed partly just to evoke me and, and frustrate me, and I, I left that feeling very frustrated and, and kind of upset about things that he had said. And uh, that uh, weekend I read, I don't know if you all read Brian Waple's last word. Mm-hmm. And to summarize it, he had spent the day with his son. And uh, I know the Waples, like us, struggle with similar things with their, their boys. And so we've often talked about that. But Brian shared that uh, the Lord had revealed to him um, the power of him looking at his son and being thankful for what he saw in his son and the Lord doing. And I began to think about all the things. about my son and collecting myself here and my kids that I'm grateful for. My son is uh, an incredible husband. He loves his wife. And he is generous to a fault. He has friends. He has them over. He, he just uh, he doesn't hesitate to, to give of himself and of the gifts that he has he had Thanksgiving, 18 people Thanksgiving over at his house, and he cooked, he smoked three turkeys. <laughs> and that's just typical for him. He's just an incredible cook. He's talented and giving person. He's a great provider. Um, he's got a wonderful job and provides well for his family. And they don't have kids, but he's a great dad to their five cats and a dog. <laughs> our, our daughter, Amanda, um, is very talented, has a wonderful job. She lives in Pennsylvania. She's a great mother to our our granddaughter Annabelle, and a very steadying influence in their family. And uh, our, my kids have so many wonderful qualities. That anyway, I'm thankful for Brian Waple and what he shared mm-hmm. that I needed at that moment to change my perspective. And I would just ask. All of you to be praying this year with uh, 
Charlie and I pray every day for our kids. Done that for years. Because we want them to be fulfilled. And uh, we, we know that ultimately that comes only through following Jesus and, and uh, bowing at his feet and letting him fill us. So we appreciate you all. We know many of you have been praying with us and just would encourage you to do that. Continue doing it for us. Thank you. Why don't we pray right now, all right? You know, Father, I know Nathan. Father, I know both their son and their daughter. And Lord, I don't know why things go the way they go. I don't know why people choose what they choose. But Lord, I know that your spirit is at work. And Father, all of us want to see our kids love Jesus more than anything. Father, that is our hope. Because I know that's your heart. And Father, I just would ask, Lord, that you would continue to empower Larry and Darlene to love them well. Father, in the midst of their frustration, Father, may you overwhelm them with the hopefulness of your work in their lives. Father, may you help them to see what you see. Father, would you help them to trust what you will do. And Lord, I just commit them to you. Father, that they would once again at some point in the near future be able to be a family that is united around Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for Larry and Darlene and just how they have poured their hearts and their lives into so many other young people around here. Really, as a result of the work of the the experience that they've had with their own kids. And Lord Jesus, I just thank you for how you've given them so many adopted kids who are following Jesus today because of them. So Father, we would ask for your redemptive power to be at work, both in Larry and Darlene, and Father and their kids, and so many others whom they're going to be investing in in the future. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you guys who don't know uh, what Larry's talking about, the article that uh, Brian wrote was in The Last Word, and you can see that on our website. You can go to The Last Word blog and be able to see that. Every, every week an elder writes a last word just to share their heart and what God's doing, and it's just a great way to, to know the leaders at Elam. So. And that particular last word was a couple weeks ago, right, yep. Brian? Yep. And it was called... Give thanks. Give thanks. Okay. All right. Hey, Martin. I think so. Oh, I'll hold. Okay. Thanks. Um, I was, some of you know, I've been dealing with my wrist issue for about four months. And this morning, I was thinking about the concept of hope. And um, God gave me this verse this morning. It's Romans 15:13. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I feel like sometimes I put my hope, we put our hope in changing circumstances. You know, with my wrist, I put my hope in the right doctor and the right treatment and this and that it's going to get better. And um, and we put our hope in our money and our bank account. We put our hope that a person's going to change. But to me, this verse says that God is the source of hope and that my part is to trust in him and that he is going, then he is going to make me overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So I just want to for me, this this morning was like, okay, God, I need to look at you. You are my hope, nothing else. And um, I just felt like you wanted me to share that with everybody this morning. So, Amen. Why don't we pray for her wrist right now? Because it is painful. Um, it's, it's very difficult. She's a bookkeeper, so she likes using both hands. Uh, but it's just very difficult and very painful for her. So. Lord, I want to lift up Kim to you as her wrist has been giving her some issues. Um, Lord, brother, you would just give her peace in this situation. Lord, she's very active and likes to go and do things. Uh, and Lord, brother, you would just be with her in this situation. We suffer to hand it over to you. Uh, pray that you would be with um, the doctors and um, whoever else is taking a look at her wrist. And that you would just give her peace. And all the other people who have mm-hmm. um, ailments or knees that are going bad, like my knee at this time. <laughs> it was really good that she shared, Lord, because I'm kind of in the same boat. Pray that you would just give us peace and help us realize that um, you are enough and that we can put it in your hands and we don't have to worry about it. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, who else? We can take some from this side too, so. Sorry, this side's taking off. <laughs> all right, you guys got to own this, all right? So the first one to get their hand up on this side versus that side next time. Middle too, Yes. So about a year and a half ago, I had the privilege of um, doing a study, starting a study, a really unusual and different study than I've ever done before, with a very uh, unique group of women from the church. And it was a study that was going to help us start going deeper around issues of shame and struggles. And um, this group I started with, where we'll be end up almost close to two years together, and then the Lord brought another group in the morning, and we uh, just about a year ago. And so I really want to give thanks to God for this opportunity and for these women to be willing to go into areas that even in the church we don't always want to talk about, the hard, hurting places of shame in our lives, the struggles that we're dealing with. Um, It's amazing what God is doing in the lives of all of us, and I'm so thankful for the work he's doing. And and what I really love... um, about the studies, these women, we laugh, we cry, we do, it's just, you know, we sing, we dance. Um, But it's all God's way of transforming our hearts out of the bondage that many of us have been facing for many, 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 many years and reminding us of the freedom and the grace that is ours in him and, and how do we live that abundant life. And for many of us, we've been Christians. I've been a Christian for 30 years. I'm still trying to... What's this abundant life? You know, what's this freedom? And so I just really want to give thanks to God for his faithfulness, how he works in the most unusual ways, in the most unusual settings. Thankfulness for each of the women that have been a part and continue to be a part. Um, So thankful this past year for what God's been doing in our hearts at the present time, what he's continuing to do. And as we look to the future, what he will continue to do is he leads us to the freedom that's his 
in Christ that he paid the price for each one of us to have. And for us to have the uh, boldness and the willingness to step out and be seen and to voice the shame and no longer let it be hidden in our lives that help us to enter into that freedom that's ours in Christ. Amen. So did I hear you right? You said you guys sing and dance? I was going to say, I think she should model the dancing. (laughs) There would be a lot of people talking about things they're not thankful for at that point. (laughs) All right, how about center aisle, this aisle, this uh, this area over here? Hey, Martin, I got one over here. Come on, guys. You're leaving me hanging. Uh, So many of you know that for the past five years, Julie and I were trying to have a kid, and God bless us, the son which I'm thankful for every day, even when he keeps me up all night. Uh, there are times I get frustrated, obviously, but I told myself if God were to give me a son, I'd be grateful for even the hard times. And so when I get frustrated because he's screaming in the middle of the night and I go and take care of him, at times I just cry because I'm so grateful because I know so many people can't. And uh, it's just a constant reminder every day that God comes through. Um, sometimes not always how we want it, but... Sometimes uh, we happen to uh, be blessed with um, the way he intended us to be blessed. And so on another totally opposite uh, a note, uh, for I'm thankful for the current of what God is doing in the youth group, um, just the progression I see in the students. Um, the struggles they go through are things that I would have never been, could have imagined going through as a child. And uh, I'm just, I'm noticing what God is doing, and it's incredible. So I just praise God for that. Amen. Amen. Just like she had her hand up first. <laughs> Kelly. For a long time I've been struggling with the idea of what is my purpose. And I see so many people with ministries and natural gifts and just wondering, what can I do? And I saw this verse a little while back, and I don't remember the exact verse, but to paraphrase, it was, God put us here to do the good deeds that he has prepared for us in advance. And so I have the ability to do the deeds, and God's prepared them. I don't have to know in advance. It doesn't have to be a big purpose, but that's my purpose. Amen. Amen. Can I pray for you, Kelly? Father, I thank you for Kelly's life. Father, I thank you how courageous she has been in the, the, the years that I've known her. And Lord, how you are continuing to shape her. And Father, I pray that this next year would just be a year of flourishing for her. Father, that, that uh, as others gather around her, Lord, that they would be able to affirm within her just what you are leading her into. Father, you have given her a huge heart of compassion, a huge heart to be able to just be with other people. And Father, sometimes we want to look for big purposes. But Lord, you build our lives upon the little ones that we embrace and we lean into. For that is how you are. Father, and I pray that you would just continue to bless her life Lord, may she rejoice in what you have been doing and what you will continue to do. But Lord, in 2018, Father, may she just be able to really flourish in what you are doing in her and through her. For it's your honor and your glory that we ask this. Amen. 
Well, I'm pretty grateful um, for what God has done in my family. I had a couple of years of sadness, and I never thought that um, sadness could be so painful, but it can. You know, I know that sounds silly to say, but um, God carried myself and carried my family through couple years of deep sadness and um, I'm grateful that he was there you know Psalms uh, I think it's 139 you know uh, he, he knows our rising in our city and he goes before us and behind us he sees us the thoughts he has towards us are too, no, too numerous to count they're like the sand and those are so true words that resonate so deep within me knowing that he had gone before us, and he knew he knew what our journey would be. And we're still traveling, you know. We all are traveling, and I'm grateful for his fingerprints in my life and in my children's life. And um, I'm grateful that I have uh, beautiful son-in-laws that God has blessed me with. Because if you all know. I've always wanted sons, <laughs> and God gave me the perfect ones for my family, and um, and the joy that I feel now, my myself and my two girls, you guys think this is silly, we were dancing in our kitchen, yes, uh, on Thanksgiving, and we were celebrating life, and life more abundantly. And we had life more abundantly in the sadness, but it's richer and deeper now. Mm. And um, and I'm so grateful for God's fingerprints within this church because I, w- I personally would not have survived without my church family. For the people who just loved me and allowed me to be sad and didn't want to fix anything, just sat next to me or or gave me a big fat hug. Brian continuously hugs me. And um, I'm just, I just want to say to the Lord Almighty, thank you for your everlasting love and have you drawn me continuously to yourself with loving kindness, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Don. Hold on, Martin, real quick. Becca, well, hold on. Becca uh, had her recent scan and it came back no cancer so super excited about that and thankful for that so amen i wasn't here last week um i had to help a friend that has cancer he has bladder cancer and i was just there to make sure that he had food and other things that normal normally we would take for granted, and uh, I live alone, and like a lot of other single men, I don't know how many are, are here, but um, I always keep on asking myself, am I doing the right thing just because I don't have anybody else to talk to other than my sister? Um, and uh, they, my sister brought me a phone on Friday, and I was so grateful because it went out on Saturday. It went out on Saturday night, and um, I didn't know about anything until Sunday, this last Sunday, when my friend came 
and uh, went over to his house and just to just to do small things for him. He didn't want me lifting any wood or anything because he knew about my double compound fracture that I've had for over 15 years. Uh, but I was forever grateful, even though I have a low income, in $25 a month to live on. And but that's the thing I was always asking myself: was am I doing the right thing? You know, um, you need to, am I reading the, my Bible enough? Am I praying enough? Um, because these are things that that I cherish. And I don't know if I'm doing them enough or am accountable enough to to the Christians around me. And I, I try to be very, very honest. And every week, sometimes I don't I don't write in the weekly the weekly uh, thing that you know says attendance. But uh, but I'm trying to be very, very honest every week. And very, very grateful for everything that I have, you know, food or food on the table and a roof over my head and family to talk to when I need to. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Don. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Love your heart. Who else? Why don't you stand up, Kendrick? I know, I'm just thinking, you know, we need to have people stand. So over this past year, uh, a lot of you know that uh, we've struggled um, with uh, me changing occupations. And it's been a long year. But through this all, God has used it to refine us, my family, brought us closer together, put us through that fire, and those of you out in the audience who know how this is to lose a job or change occupations and, and not know what's going to happen in the future, know exactly what I'm talking about, um, where he puts you through that fire and purifies you. And that's what he did with us, my family. Um, we, draw, we drew closer together. We... Um, we were praying more together. We were doing so much more together for the glory of God. And I thank him for this past year, for all that adversity um, that he, he brought to our, to our uh, little family. Uh, over this next year, I hope that he uh, releases some of that adversity. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Because for right now, we're refining enough. (laughs) Give us another year. (laughs) But through it all, we had a chance to go back to the Bible and look at all the people in the Bible. Joseph, Abraham, Jacob, Peter, everybody. He put through the fire at one time or another. And it gave us hope. It gave us hope that he was still in charge. And that he was going to take care of us no matter what. Uh, the last thing I have to say is uh, I'm just so, so very thankful for everybody in this church that has been there standing with us, um, helping us, checking on us, praying on us. Couldn't have done it without you guys. 
Thank you. Amen. Let me go in and pray for you guys right now, because I know that the, the fire is still around you, even though you may see sort of some relief coming. But uh, Father, I thank you for Kendrick and Jana. Lord, uh, Father, may their hope ultimately be found in you, even though relief may be coming. And Lord, as he has transitioned to this new job, Lord, I thank you, Father, that you've met them many times, just in time. But Father, you have, you have prepared them for this time. Father, may they bear much fruit in 2018. Father, as they, even as they maybe experience some financial relief, Father, may their hope continue to be embedded in you as their father. Father, that they'll never trust their finances or their circumstances, but you and you first. So, Father, may their love for you abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that they may be able to discern what is best for them and in their future. In Jesus' name, Father, root them deeply. Amen. I got one over here. That's on my side, by the way. Oh, I'm kind of in the back. I'm in the middle. How's that? <laughs> As a lot of you know, I, um, I have a, a very challenging job. I work with uh, kiddos that um, are pretty violent, who um, are emotionally and behaviorally kind of crazy wacky. Um, there are a lot of kids that um, this is kind of a last place for them. Um, a lot of the kids have felt like they've been uh, given up on. <laughs> but God's given me a heart for them. This past year, you know, I've, I've been injured. Um, I've got some things that uh, could be permanently damaging. But in it all, I've wanted to run. I wanted to run away from the job. I wanted to get a new job. I wanted to go somewhere else. I've had a lot of people tell me, you've got to get out of that job. You've got to, you've got to move. But throughout the last three months of that, as I've been praying and as I've been doing my Bible verses and reading and studying and so on and so forth, God keeps telling me, wait. I will be glorified through it. He's been teaching me to be thankful in all circumstances. He's been teaching me that um, through these circumstances, he's not going to me. He may not change those circumstances, but he's changing me. Mm. And that's a hard, hard lesson <laughs> because I do want to get out. The other thing is the fact that he tells me that his strength is sufficient, his grace is sufficient, and he is my protector. And, I mean, just this last week, one of our teachers got punched in the face. On Wednesday, I walked out into the hallway, and that student was there. And I just felt God's presence in such an amazing way. As he walked past me, I said hello to him. And he's like, hi, Miss Davidson. And I'm like, okay. But it was scary. I don't know what God's going to do this coming year. 
but I know that he's been wanting me to be thankful in all circumstances and give him the glory in all circumstances. And if that means he can rescue me out of this position or if he will just continue to, to strengthen me and provide that protection for me, then I know that's where I need to be. So my hope, yes, I do want to be rescued. <laughs> and my hope is that as my injuries and, and the doctors are working on me and, and so on and so forth, that um, he just provides wisdom for them to figure out how to help me to not hurt so much. So anyway. Brian, you want to pray for them? God, thank you for Pat. Lord, just uh, for a heart for students both uh, in this church, but also at school. God, we just pray first for her physical ailments, God, that you would give the doctors wisdom, give them clarity, help them to uh, just help give her relief. Lord, being in pain, it's no fun. It's just emotionally just draining. God, I just pray that you would um, just be with her in that. Give her just an extra measure of just emotional energy. And especially at work when um, it's it can be scary, it can be uh, just draining. God, I pray that you would, Lord, help her to see the, the kids as you see them. More that they are valuable, that they are image bearers of you. They have worth. And even though um, they've been written off by so many other people, Lord, they haven't been written off by you. And Lord, I pray that you just give Pat just eyes to see and, and just comfort. God, just be with uh, just her and Scott as they just walk this journey together, um, just for her own health and also at work. You know, just uh, be with them, strengthen them, and help them just to just grow together through this. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wendy, stand up. Thanks. So I cannot understand why I put my hand up. <laughs> um, I kind of like that analogy of going through the fire because I'm, my family and I are in, we're in the midst of the fire, and it seems like it's just continuous. But I am so thankful. I have the most ridiculous, indescribable peace. And if anyone that knows me, control planning, micromanaging, I know. <laughs> I probably have my, I mean, I plan things out beyond a year. <laughs> so the fact that I have peace with having no clue how my life's going to work out, details or anything, or my kids, um, I do have, actually I do have a clue. I have such a strong hope and such a strong peace that, I don't know, I don't know what it'll look like, but God has control and for the first time in my life I'm actually embracing being in complete limbo <laughs> and I like not having a plan. I had to share that with my family on Thanksgiving and I said I know you guys don't like this but <laughs> I'm okay so stop asking me what my plan is because I don't have one and my plan is my plan's God. That's it. Um, but I do have a favorite verse. I've had it for a long time. It's just, a, I can't remember, the, I should know, 40, Isaiah 43.10 or something like that. Um, when you go through the fire, it won't overtake you. I can't remember the exact verse, but you go through the water, and it's not going to, pretty much you go through everything, and you have to go through everything, but um, God takes care of it. 
and he'll take you out on the other side of it. I will say I'm also thankful for Pastor Martin and lots of other people. My phone rings at the perfect time, or I get a text at the perfect time, people just asking how I'm doing. And I know I'm not the only person on his list, probably every single person sitting here, but um, just the fact that I know that people are checking on me, making sure I'm okay. It's just that message I always need that, yeah, God's, God's with us. Um, I don't know. Just you can just keep praying for my family. But we're doing amazing because we have God, and he's going to take care of it no matter what it's going to look like. Amen. Amen. Sam. <laughs> I'll share or you will share. <laughs> About my mom? Yeah. Oh. So um, my mom. Would you mom, stand up? Oh, golly. <laughs> I am seeing us rude. <laughs> so my mom um, was released from the hospital yesterday. She's in there for, I don't even know, five days, four days, five days. She had E. coli. She had, yes, yeah. a really bad case of E. coli, um, and she had had it for a while and just didn't know. I thought that she was just sick, really fatigued, um, you know, infection, bladder infection, things like that. And then it finally led to um, severe dehydration, which finally got her into the hospital. Um, and then through there, they were able to find out that she had this really bad strain of E. coli that had spread to her kidneys and then to her blood. And it was it was really scary. Um, it was really bad. And they were treating her with antibiotics, and at the time still didn't know it was E. coli. And the doctor kept telling my parents, you know, we don't, we don't really know what we're doing here. There's something going on in her body. We know that, but we're just not sure what it is. Um, and so we were just praying and and just waiting, and finally came back with the E. coli, and they were able to track the certain strain of it and give her antibiotics. But Thursday evening, um, my siblings and I went up to the hospital, and we anointed my mom and just prayed over her because she was bad. She was very non-coherent and a little delirious, and um, it just wasn't looking very good. And um, she had gone through eight bags of fluids and still was dehydrated, and it was just, it was intense. And we anointed her and just prayed over her. And it wasn't just a, you know, Lord, heal our mom. It was, I mean, I don't know that I've prayed that hard in a long time. It was claiming victory over her body in the name of Jesus and praying away the disease and the infection through her body. And the next morning when she woke up and the doctor came in, my mom had no infection, and she was healed of this E. coli so God is in the business of doing miracles. And she's weak, she's tired, but other than that, she is doing great. She just she was released. So my mom was in critical care this whole time and never happens. She was released from critical care to home, which just doesn't happen, you know? It just doesn't happen that way. And so we're just really um, grateful and relieved because the power of prayer is mighty and this body was praying for us and you know we were praying for her so thank you guys so much and yeah I'm happy <laughs> amen amen we have time for maybe one more all right uh, this is something for everybody here but for Kelly especially she's worried about serving the Lord and being a better witness for God but uh as most of you know, Marilyn's got a birdcage in her, the small of her back so she can never ride again. But uh, Marilyn and Kelly have become surrogate mother and daughter when it comes to horses. Uh, Marilyn goes out qu- quite regular when Kelly's having lessons and feeds Reba apples 
and then watches their lessons, and they, the girls get to talk and everything. But th that's what you call lifestyle evangelism. Uh, you don't go out of the way. You just be natural in your walk. Hmm. Amen. And I'm thankful for Kelly. She came up to me, and she said, hey, uh, you know, is there a student I can invest in? And I said, yeah, my daughter. <clears throat> Little, little selfish which, of me. Which one? You have three. I know. My oldest. And my oldest has always loved animals and stuff like that and horses. And so she takes my daughter every every other week and just loves on my daughter. So I'm super thankful for that. So, Kelly, you do have a ministry. So Amen. Um, we all have a ministry, you know, and we have this hope. And um, no matter what life throws at us, we have hope. You know that the power that rose Jesus from the dead is the hope that we have. The power that took Lazarus, who was dead, and made alive again, we have hope. The God who parted the Red Sea, there's hope. The God that used a 14-year-old girl, we have hope. The God who used a high priest who didn't believe that his wife was going to get pregnant because they were advanced in age, yet she got pregnant. He didn't speak for most of the pregnancy. And he came when the baby was born. He recognized the greatness of God. We have a great God. And no matter what we're going through in life, Cancer, marital, kid, work, money, sibling, like, I don't care what it is. We have hope because we have a God who's overcome everything. There's literally nothing that our God hasn't overcome. And we have hope. One of the things we wanted to do is we wanted to end this time talking about someone else's hope. So watch this video. I know that some of you follow me on social media, and so you may have already read my last post, but I know that some of you don't. Um, but my last post was about it being five years since my injury, and I really was just able to share my heart. And so I really would love to just be able to share that with you guys again today because I know that every time I read it, I hear God speaking through it and I gain so much strength and encouragement. And so I hope that it would do the same for you today. So I'm just going to go ahead and read that to you guys again. Well, it has been five years, everyone. I'm still me, still a perfectionist still struggle with being flexible, still super emotional, still grumble, still flawed, still treasured, still weak, still dependent, still the demanding sister. Quick story. Recently, my sister's old soccer coach saw my younger brother at the soccer fields and asked him, so who's the bossiest in your family? Alex, Morgan? Then he effortlessly answers, no, Jacoby is. I'm still passionate, still capable, still human. Most importantly, I'm still hopeful. I have hope for the amazing in the now. 
I have hope for healing. I have hope for a beautiful and ever-changing future. I have hope that my God will give me strength in my weariness and increasing power through my weaknesses. I have hope that one day there shall be no more crying, no more death, no more pain anymore when the Lord comes to make all things new on this earth. I have hope that my present suffering and blessings are driving me closer and closer to my awe-inspiring, all-powerful friend and eternal destination. I have hope in showing the hope to others. I'm constantly learning to use the movement I have to the best of my ability. I sometimes get angry and frustrated when I can't simply brush the ball of knots out of my hair on my own. I get anxious about my future. I have a high on God's promises, only to five minutes later, break down crying. Yep, again, because I want to stink and lift my darn pinky finger. As I say every year, my support system is beyond anything I could have imagined. I am showered with love day after day by my family, friends, and strangers. I want to thank each and every one of you who has touched my life in some way, whether it be through school, work, everyday life. Every time someone tells me that I'm in their thoughts and prayers, my heart absolutely leaps with joy. I love prayer. Prayer is so powerful. Lord knows that I need all the prayer I can get. So thank you everyone for your thoughts and prayers. My range of support and encouragement is endless. This year in March, I lost one of my best sources of encouragement to cancer, Logan Lewis. However, I'm so overwhelmingly happy for him because he has no pain and gets to dwell in the presence and glory of my amazing God. That boy is experiencing perfect eternity. Every day I live, I can't help but think, one day closer to seeing my Jesus. I ask for continued support through this journey of mine. You all make this life worth living. I love you all. There are so many people hurting today. Relationships, deaths, catastrophes, injuries, persecution, depression. The list could go on and on. All I know is that the only source who provides perfect peace is Jesus in this world. People will let you down, even those you love. But Jesus never will. God's plans may not make sense, but I guarantee you they are far better than our own. Open your eyes to his miracles, your hearts to his love, and your mind to his thoughts. Life is never boring, hopeless, or worthless when living for Jesus. I continue on my journey. Though my future is uncertain, my purpose is not. I pray that everyone who hears this today will be touched by and shown the love of their Jesus. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. For those of you who don't know, that's Jacoby Miles, uh, who's sitting in the back right now. Uh, five years ago, she had a spinal cord injury as a result of a gymnastics a- accident. And uh, if you want to be inspired, get together with Jacoby. I'm sure she loves to go out for coffee, whatever. But uh, just have her tell you her story. Let's pray. God, you are writing all of our stories. God, you're not surprised by anything. Anything. 
that we're going through, that we've gone through, that we go, will go through. God, there's no shame that we feel that you haven't overcome. Lord, you're not a God who shames. Shame is from the enemy. You come alongside of us. You are a God who forgives. You are a God who walks with. You are a God who gives hope. You are love. You are the perfect example of love. And love never loses hope. Because you are love. And you give us the ability to love. God, be with each one of us. You know where we're at. You know the hope that we have or the lack of hope. God, help us to trust you. Help us to find our security in you. Thank you for Thanksgiving. Thank you for a time where we can remember all the ways that you have blessed us, all the ways that you're at work in us, all the ways that you walk beside us. Lord, help us to never lose sight that you love us and you delight in us and you want to work in our hearts and our minds to make us more like you. Father, continue to write our story.